0: I've prayed for many things in my life, and some of them, thankfully, have been answered and have been granted to me, but some of them I'm still waiting for. And even the ones that have been answered and have been given to me, it didn't come overnight. It took a long, long time. So what is there really a point in all these prayers praying one after the other again and again and again for the same thing? It doesn't seem to work. And many people have said to me as well, the same thing. Why should I pray? It's so emotionally straining. And I don't even get what I want. I don't get the desired result. What is the point? And this feeling, this question is 100% valid. It's so annoying to ask for something and to go through the motions again and again and again and not get it. Many times we can never get it. It can be someone who's praying for someone, a relative, a parent, a grandfather, a grandmother who's deathly ill. And they're praying and praying, please Hashem, please God, heal her, heal him. But the grandfather, the parent dies nevertheless. So where did all those prayers go? What's the point? So I've discussed this topic many times before in the podcasts. And I've given a few different approaches. The approach which I enjoy the most and which I feel the most connected to is that prayers are not always there to be answered. Prayers are not always to get. The main idea and the main focus of praying, of tefillah, is to build a connection with Hashem and to get closer to my Creator. And therefore, it doesn't matter if the prayers or the tefillah was answered. It doesn't matter if we got the desired result. But as long as I spoke to my God and I grew closer to my Creator, then that is all that matters. But this week I discovered a different answer, something which you may appreciate more. There's a famous verse in the Torah, a pasuk, when Hashem, we all know, God destroyed Sodom and Amorah because they were an evil people and they did terrible things to all their guests and their laws were horrible and they treated people disgustingly. So God overturned them and destroyed a whole city just like that. And the verse says, before he destroyed them, he said, Hashem, it's as if he's talking to himself. He says, Shall I hide from Avram what I'm about to do? Avram will, after all, become a great nation. So God is saying to himself, How can I hide from Avram, Abraham, what I'm about to do to Sodom? Avram will be a great nation. So the question is, what on earth does God Hiding what he's going to do to Sodom from Avram have to do with Avram becoming a great nation? What has one got to do with the other? So there's a great rabbi called the Dubna Maggid. He has a beautiful reasoning behind Hashem God's thought process, and he says an example: there were two people that walked into the same clothing store. One of them was an old man, 80 years old, with a long white beard and a walking stick. The other one was a young person, a 40 year old man, without a beard. They both walked into the shop at the same time and they both started browsing clothes. The old man picked up a suit, went to the changing room, tried it on came out chose a different one tried it on again and every single item of clothing he picked up he first tried on before he decided if he wanted to purchase it whereas the young man the 40 year old he didn't try on anything he picked it up looked at it put it in his basket picked up another piece of clothing looked at it put it in his basket and this went on and they went to the till to pay so the old man turned to the young man and said are you completely crazy how can you buy clothing without trying it on first? How do you know it's gonna fit? So the young man turns around to the old man and says, we're up to different stages in our life. I have a whole family. I've got six children. So if the piece of clothing doesn't fit one child, it will fit another child. Or even if this clothing doesn't fit any of my children currently, in a year or two's time, it will fit them. And it will be fine so not to worry whereas you the old man you're buying clothing for yourself therefore you need to make sure the clothing fits and is exactly the right thing that you want and using this example this muscle this analogy we can understand what was going on here Hashem was thinking to himself how can I hide what I'm about to do to Sodom from Avram, from Abraham yes If I tell him, Abraham is going to doven and he's going to pray to me that I shouldn't do it. And I'm not going to listen to him anyway because the people deserve to die. So why should I tell him? Because it's going to be a waste of Abraham's time, of all those prayers. But God said, no. Abraham is going to be the father of a massive, ginormous nation. With thousands and thousands and millions of grandchildren and great-grandchildren going on and on. And these prayers are not going to be wasted because they're not going to be used now for Sodom because they deserve to be destroyed. But they're going to be used for the future generations. And therefore, even though the prayers which I know Avraham is going to pray are not going to help for Sodom, but I can take them, put them in the safe and use them for a future time when they're going to be needed. So the Dubna Magid teaches us from here we see, from this pasuk, from this verse in the Torah, And not a single prayer gets unanswered. Not a single prayer goes to waste. Even if we pray for someone or something and we don't get what we want. Nevertheless, that prayer has been taken. It's being stored in a safe, which Hashem, which God has the key to. And at a time of need, He's going to come, open the safe, take that prayer out and use it. It may be for us later on in the years. Or it may be for our children, grandchildren, -grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. Who knows? But from here we see that not a single prayer is ever wasted. And maybe if, let's say, a person, his father, is in a terrible car accident... ...and the father is rushed to hospital on a helicopter... But the child doesn't know anything about it. The child's in a different country and they have no way of contacting this child. And had this child known, he would have got up and prayed with all his might that his father should be okay. And his father needs his prayers, but he can't pray. So what will Hashem do? What will God do? He will take out a prayer which this son prayed maybe 20 or 30 years ago and wasn't answered. And he will use this prayer for now to heal his father and in there's the chus in the merit of that prayer that this child prayed 20 or 30 years ago now 20 or 30 years later the father will be healed and it's written in tehillim in psalms you yourself have counted my wanderings, put my tears into your flask are they not recorded in your ledger And from here we see that every single tear, every single prayer is put into a ledger, is put into a safe. And Hashem, God, has the key to that. And He safeguards it and He makes sure that not a single prayer is going to go to waste. So if we're praying and we don't get what we ask for, if I'm praying and my prayers, my request has not been fulfilled, it's not a waste. Number one, it's building a connection with Hashem, with my creator. And number two, even if it's not going to be used now, the prayer, it's going to be used in the future, whether it's for myself or for my future generations and my future offspring, or maybe even for another person somewhere in the world that is in need of a prayer and no one's praying for them. So I hope this has helped clear up this answer. Yes, many times it's not fair. But at least we can be sure and guaranteed and we can know that not a single prayer, not a single tefillah ever gets wasted.